This is the sports show we've all been waiting for. Connoisseurs of Sport features two sports enthusiasts who go beyond statistics to help you interpret the sports you love in new and refreshing ways. A scout will help you spot players and teams that have the makings of true greatness without having to rely solely on fickle statistics. And the GM will help you understand how it goes on behind the scenes, translate into what happens on court or on the field. Get ready, because no one else does it like the connoisseurs of sport. Episode 32. We have our first edition, everybody, of Who You Got NBA Style. (laughs) This is the basketball GM coming at you. Welcome back to Connoisseurs of Sport. I'm here with the scout. Scout, give us a shout out. What's up, folks? Are you ready? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be who you got today. So, um, the scout's looking a little weary. I think we locked him in his room too long. He's been looking at footage <laughs> and, and statistics and ruminating on his thoughts a bit too long, so we had to pull him out of his hole. Here yeah. he is. <laughs> yeah, it's like the aviator with DiCaprio when he was stuck in Whoa, that Oh, the aviator. Whoa, what a reference there. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Speaking of references, everyone, uh, to follow along in our show notes, we do have some links to basketballreference.com. If you haven't used that website before, please do so. They give you a lot of stats in lots of different ways. So we want to shout them out. Um, so with these matchups, let's set up who you got here now, mm-hmm. Scout. Because who you got, we're going to have head-to-head versus at the same position who you mm-hmm. would take. Now the setup is just imagine this, everybody. You get to start your own franchise. You don't have a coach. You don't have a system of play in place. And you got these two players to choose between. So then the question is, what, Scout? Who you got? There you go. So we're going to play this game today. Uh, I know you and the football GM have done this before. So you ready to dive in? Yes, I'm ready. I got my goggles and my my swim cap on. Let's go. So, first matchup, Carl Anthony Towns of the Timberwolves versus Anthony Davis of the Pelicans. Ooh. Kentucky boys. Well, we know um, Carl Anthony is a rookie. This is his first season. Right. It's going to be a projection. And, I mean, Anthony Davis is what? He started, he, yeah, his first year in the league was 2013. Right. But he's, he's in his early 20s. So, there's some project, projection involved here. And as far as Carl Anthony versus Anthony Davis, I'm taking Carl Anthony Towns, folks. Oh. Yes, I am. I am taking Carl Anthony Towns. Wait a minute. You're going to have to justify that one now. Uh, now, looking at the two, they do have similarities to their game. Mm-hmm. I will say um, that Anthony Davis seems to have more game. You think so? What I, I think he has more potential to his game. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you why. Because he's his feel for the game is a little more natural to me than Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns, um, Carl Anthony Towns has a little more grit, a little more yes. groundedness. 
uh, Anthony Davis has a little more artistry when he wants to. To his well, that's game. My, now, you know, that's is, really my issue. They, yeah, now this is slight. Um, but I, I'm going to bet, and then you can jump in. I'm going to bet you're, you're choosing Towns because of reliability. Yeah, I mean, again, we don't, we can't open up people's minds, and none of us are psychiatrists, psychologists, but I think Anthony Davis has a tendency to float around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. Now, that doesn't mean he's not playing hard or whatever. I, I don't try to read people's minds. Yeah. Okay? But I think what you said was a good point about Towns as far as me picking him. There's more grit there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's a stronger post player and will continue to develop there. Yeah, yeah, he definitely he does have some old school tendencies, right? Which on obviously, the gonna, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the jump hook, um, the up and under move, he'll drop step you a little bit, but he can also step out, okay, and nail the and play in the mid range. I mean, facing up as well. I really right. like his. So style. what you're telling the folks is he can play back to the basket. Yeah, he can also face you up and do what needs to be done. Right, and I think Anthony Davis is more of a face-up player, one dribble, two dribble, pull-up kind of guy. Um, now, he does go down, obviously. They're both great offensive rebounders. They're both shot blockers. Yes. Um, now, if you want to look at the height, Carl um, Anthony is seven feet tall, and Anthony Davis is 6'10", but we know Anthony Davis is a pterodactyl when it comes to his wingspan, so it's really yeah. a wash there, if it's yes. an, an, an advantage to... Um, Anthony Davis. I mean, I think he has a seven and a half foot wingspan. I believe he was measured that when he came out of college. So we're talking about a guy again. The old saying, I can't remember who said this is, you don't rebound the ball with your head. Right. <laughs> right. So it's about that wingspan really closes the gap and allows him to play bigger than maybe he is height wise. So, yeah. And um, flexibility, you know. Yes. Now he's, he's smoother. Yes. Oh, Anthony Towns. Um, but you think I, Towns is smoother than Anthony Davis? No, I think I think um, Anthony Davis is smoother. Maybe I misspoke. I yeah, think Anthony okay. Davis is, is smoother, a smoother player. So as far as the way he moves, um, it's more fluid. Yes. Um, but I just think impact-wise, as these guys grow, I think Carl Anthony Towns will be a more dominant player. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's why I'm, I'm taking that dude. Yeah, uh... Anthony Davis, it, it really is a question mark when it comes to what he wants to do as a basketball yes. player. Um, Talent-wise, I'd go with Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you pull in those intangibles, look, this is Carl Anthony Towns' first season. Yeah. And, you know, Anthony Davis came into the league playing great, too. Yeah. Uh, was playing great before the league when he was on Team USA. Yes. Um, but... I understand what you're saying. Yeah, if I had to start a franchise, I would probably go with Towns too. It'd be a slight, a slight right. choice. Now, okay. and that's been also the unfair part is we have more data on yes. Anthony Davis. And so, like I said, it's a projection. It's a projection for both of them because they're in their early 20s, so no one knows what they will be. So we have to project here. And with Carl Anthony Towns again, I think he was further along. And you know, this is take this with a grain of salt. People do this all the time. But he was further along his first year in the league than mm-hmm. Anthony Davis. Now, that's not to say that matters or that's the be all end all. Yeah. We don't know how we don't know the improvement arc. We don't know that. So you get a lot of people that'll say, Well, he's only this age, so he's going he has all of these years to grow and there's an assumption 
that they continue to improve. Now, as far as Carl Anthony Towns, again, I just think all of the the fundamentals of his game, what he has in place as far as a foundation, he can build on more so and become a more dominant player, especially, you know, kind of, I mean, again, guessing at the mentality a bit. Yeah. When you watch them, so... Home with the man, cat. All right, well, we got that one down next. We're moving to the little guys. Damian Lillard of the Portland Trailblazers versus Russell Westbrook of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Man, that's a Titanic matchup. Who you got? I struggle with this one. Oh, goodness. Who you got? I'm going to tell you who I got. I struggle because they're they're different. They're so different. Who you got? We were going to. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going with Russell. Oh. Going with Russell. I just think Russell is a... Uh, he's a devastating talent. Now, the problem with Westbrook is yes. that that devastation works both ways. Yes. It, it could... Uh, the grenade could blow up in your hand. That's right. That's kind of... So that's what makes this so difficult. With, with Dame Lillard, who I love... And really, I love all of these guys. I mean, we're not putting anyone down here. No, um, no. It, it, I just think... The yeah, can I just say before you go on with that, oh, with what you said, yeah. this these who you got that we have are not easy. That's a no. part of it. No. Yeah, it's it's not easy stuff. So yeah, all of these guys have a legitimate shot at being chosen. Yes. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So I look at Lillard. I just think his um he's a little more limited as a talent, but where I kind of get into you know the back and forth, and again I've chosen Russell. Mm-hmm. Lillard varies his speed. Um, I'm gonna say he plays. He's a little more judicious. With yeah, whereas spots. Uh, yeah, whereas Westbrook is full steam ahead. Yeah, and you know I'm big on varying your speed. That's why I've never been, and we'll we'll, we'll get to some other people here. That's why I've never been a huge LeBron James guy or these mm-hmm. guys that run in a straight line. And everyone says, "Oh, look how fast they are." Mm-hmm. I prefer a guy to throttle down a bit because really these guys are quick enough to go at seventy percent of their, you know. Explosive right. value and still beat a guy off the dribble. So I don't think yeah. they need to go full bore in that way. And elim- it eliminates the change of direction. And yeah, because you don't want to outrun yourself. Right. And then you get guys setting up, getting charges. And we've seen Russell Westbrook, especially recently, I think he's gotten a slightly worse. Um, where he just takes all full steam ahead. Doug, Wait a minute. You chose him, though. You chose him. I, I did. <laughs> True. But I'm giving, I'm, I'm trying to. Help yeah. people. He is my mentality is as far as why yeah. it's so close to me, even though they're so different. Yeah, he's right? he's uh, he is charge prone, Russell Westbrook. Right, and turnover prone, and yeah. and you know, it, it can be messy. But when he is on, he can take over an entire game. Like last year when Durant was out with the foot injury, he was taking he dictated tempo in games. And it was like sometimes you're watching a basketball game and one guy is head and shoulders above everyone else. It's just a feel, mm-hmm. right? And he can be on a court with other good to great players and it doesn't matter. There was a San Antonio game last year like that where in San Antonio, we all know about them, where Russell Westbrook was just it's like, wow, how good can this guy be? Um, but but um, Lillard's going to shoot the three on you, right? He's going to stretch you out a bit. Yeah, he's a much better three-point yeah. shooter. Now, uh, he, you know, Westbrook has been in the league much longer than than Lillard. Yes. 
And also, I think defensively, Westbrook is gonna is a uh, there's a gap defensively. He's a superior defensive player. Yeah, especially you know because he really lights it up with the steals. Um, right, and yeah. not to not to highlight steals is not to equate steals to playing defense because you know people do that all the time. But no, I'm just saying one one major difference uh, yeah. because if you go with damn per game stats, one steal per game for Damian Lillard, one point seven for Russell Russell Westbrook, which is a big difference in that kind of stat. Yeah, and, yeah. and I think you can also take Russell, not take him, but when he's guarding the opposing point guard, especially in the league where point guards rule. We've talked about that. I think he can really be disruptive. Yeah, so... people it, problems. Right. If you bring in the other end, and not just steals, also rebounds. You know, Westbrook, right. Westbrook is a strong rebounder. On those terms, yes, you you would have to choose Westbrook. But, but there is an argument for Lillard, um, especially offensively. Uh, so that would be, that would be the trade-off. <laughs> this is one where you'd have to see your full starting five to know which one to choose because it would depend on what you want from that position. Uh, you know, do you want a guy who can just take over and you want to gamble with that? Right. Um, is a little more erratic. Uh, or do you want someone who's a little more reliable? Maybe you get less on the defensive end. He can take over too, but not quite in the same way. He, he can't change a game as easily. As right, and, and, and all over the floor in so many different ways. And I think, and when you back up to our criteria, which is we don't have a coach and we don't have a system in place. Right. Right. Russell is more diverse, so he'll be able to play in more systems. And that's a big thing here. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because sometimes you have a, a great match. Yeah. Right. And we've talked about some people that have that, but yeah, I'm going Russell. Okay, and and you know Lillard, he ain't no slouch though in the mental department. Oh, no. No, Just no, no, ask no, him, no. ask him about being snubbed for the All Star game and see what happens. Yeah, okay. actually, mentality wise, mm-hmm. I mean Russell will you know kidnap your family. I mean he's that kind of competitor. Yes, um, Lillard is a an assassin type. Yes, right, but it's more controlled. Yeah, he's a ninja. He does have a chip on his. Yeah, he does have a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. It's just no one has a chip like Russell. Not of that generation, no. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. Um, next, who you got? Kawhi Leonard of the San Antonio Spurs versus James Harden of the Houston Rockets. Now, this one is easy for me. Go ahead. Me, me too. Me too. It is easy for me, but maybe you not. came up with it. Well, because <laughs> I'm, first of all, Kawhi Leonard all day, every day. Yeah. Um, I'm not a huge Harden guy. And why? Why not? Um, first of all, um, there's no mid-range, mm-hmm. no attention to the mid-range in this game. Now, having said that, we know he plays for the Houston Rockets with Daryl Murray, who we talked about, who's an advanced stats guy, and they really don't like that mid-range game. They think that the mid-range jump shot is essentially a bad shot. Well, what was he doing when he was on the Thunder? He was kind of playing the same way. He, it's there either, you go. Thank either, you. Yeah, it's either zero to three feet. Don't put it on Maury. Well, it's either zero to three feet with Harden, <laughs> which is the layup in the layup area, or yeah. it's a three. Okay, and you can see, and, and um, as we talked about, basketball reference breaks down shots by distance, and you'll see that trend. Yeah. Um, now, did, did do you know? Did Maury bring in James Harden? Was he there before Harden? No, he was the there Rockets? before Harden. Yes. 
Yep. Yeah, so maybe that's the reason. Maybe he saw him playing in, in Oklahoma City and said he doesn't have an even mid-range game. We don't want one. So let's bring him in. <laughs> well, you know what? And, and I'll get I'll take a chance here to talk about um jump shot types and mechanics. So okay, this is the, the one shot, the one and a half. Uh, the one, one, one motion. One motion, yes. The one and a half motion, the two motion. Okay, a breakdown for the people. I've been waiting for this one. Go ahead. Yeah, so James Harden is what we call a one motion shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, think of Steph Curry as well, one motion. Where it's, I think people think of it as a set shot, right? Where you load up, right? whether you're catching or off the dribble, you load up and it's all one motion into your jump shot. So what you mean is the, 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 hand, the, the arms and legs and everything does one motion. Yes, it's all together. All together. Now, a two-motion shot is where you see guys like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, Tracy McGrady. Whoa, big names. Yeah, big names. Um, Where they elevate first. Mm-hmm. And they get to that set point, which is to load the ball. Okay, for shooting, which whatever your set point is, top of your head, you know, whatever side of your head and your eyes, whatever it is. It's first so that's where the ball where, where the ball is before you flick before it. You, right, before you release. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's the two motion. It's to elevate first and then set point to set the shot and then release. Okay. So you so they jump in the air yes. and it, somewhere around the height of their jump. The peak of it, right. The yeah, the peak. Somewhere because not everyone with a, with a two motion shot releases the ball at their peak. Right. Uh, but somewhere around in that area, they go to their set point, like you're saying, release the ball. Right. And the reason I like that, I liken it to a two-handed backhand of tennis, but the reason I like that is it allows you um, to more flexibility to score in the mid-range. It allows you to play in the post. Why? Because you can shoot off balance. You can square in the air. There you go. That's very important to me. And a one-motion shot, you don't have that opportunity. You don't. Right. Yeah. So what you see with a lot of guys, because you have to distance. And that, that's because of the lag time there with the jumping first. Right. And the release later. Yeah, you have right. a time you can to adjust. Square in a way, right? Mm-hmm. You can use your lower body to generate balance. Yes. Even okay. though, so even though your shoulders aren't facing where they need to be, you have time to get them in position to shoot the shot. With, your, also, with the lower body, like you said. Right. And also, it allows you to jump over people and shoot. So it kind of nullifies some defensive play. Right. So when people are shooting over the top of someone. Right. It's a two-motion shot that gets you there. Those tend to be the people that are, or I mean, when you talk about the top of the hill, the top scorers, those are the guys that really you have no answer for. Because even if you stay in front of them, they'll jump over the top and you and shoot. And what you said, is the, the language you use is important for all the connoisseurs listening. Note everybody that the scout said, scorer, not shooter. So right. top scorers. Right, because I believe if you look even throughout history, uh, most of your, especially your distance shooters, right, for the most part, are one motion, two, maybe hybrid. Maybe you get a guy, um, Damian Lillard is kind of a hybrid shooter. Kevin Durant, I think of, is a bit of a hybrid where he can do both, but he tends to, from distance, um, have kind of a one and a half. He doesn't get to the peak of his jump, right? So, um, but... When, now what? So what is the difference? Like when you say one and a half motion, what is that exactly? Because we know one motion is everything in one motion, as it says. Right. Two motions we just described. What's the midpoint there where we get one and a half? I would call it. Uh, you shoot it on the way up. So ah. it's, yeah, it's um you don't. It's no break in the motion to break it in the two. 
right? Mm-hmm. So there's some elevation there. Right. So there's but some elevation still, first, is what you're saying. Some elevation first before the release. Yeah, it's it's really you're getting to your set point as you're going up on your right your, your leap or your whatever you want to call it, your elevation. You know, whatever you want to call it, jumping before you shoot. Whereas again, two motion, you're you're breaking it in the two yeah things, which is to elevate, then set, then fire. Right. Yes. Set and fire. So um, back to these two. Um, I think that limits James Harden's game in the mid-range. Right. First of all, he can't play in the post for the most part because he yeah. doesn't have that turnaround jumper. He's not going to have that flexibility um, to do that on a regular basis. And um, Kawhi Leonard, who has really improved and I think is trending toward... I don't. He wasn't always a two-motion shooter, but you're seeing it now. Now, it's not from distance, okay, where, where from three. Still, he's a bit of a hybrid shooter from three. And most people are. I mean, really, uh, I mean, who, who's a two motion from three? It's, it's a handful of guys. You think of Kobe Bryant, Tracy McGrady, Vince Carter was someone that would do that. Um, interesting, inter- interestingly enough, Ray Allen was yeah. a two motion shooter. I was waiting for you to say Ray Allen. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because he old. is known as a shooter, but he's unique among the great shooters in the league uh, as a two motion shooter. Yeah. Right. And I think that allowed him to kind of spread his wings and become a more diverse player, maybe. Yes, because before he was on the Heat, which is what everyone thinks of now when it comes to Ray right. Allen, uh, he was a great scorer. Yeah. Yeah. So, he had the Sonics, Milwaukee Bucks days, right? Yeah. Right. So um, that's uh, Kawhi Leonard is, again, he's still developing, folks, but his jump shot, where he is with his mid range game and his jump shot, jump shot, and I believe a while ago, um, GM, you mentioned his ball handling, which, yes. sh- which shocked me. Yes. Uh, that he's such a great ball handler. So I don't, I don't even think twice about this comparison, and we haven't even gotten to the defensive end, play. right? I mean, which yeah. is, you know, I mean, Kawhi Leonard is one of the top, if not the top perimeter defender in the game. So um, this is this here is an easy one. With all due yeah, respect yeah. to the James Harden folks, yeah, respect or not, um, Ka- Kawhi Leonard uh, could be in the league just off of his defense. So for him to be improving on the offensive end is not only commendable and and great, it's really astonishing. That's the word I was going to use. Yeah, 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 how how good he's getting. And and this is why Popovich, the great Popovich, is giving him the reins of that team. Yes. Uh, And and it's another uh, positive for him that he's willing to work and improve. We see the results. On every in every aspect of his game on the court, so so yeah, uh, Kawhi Leonard is a player that I think everyone should just pay attention to. Period, uh, moving forward in this league uh, as as a future uh, representation of what I would like to see. Right, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Just you know, mm-hmm. love him, just love him. Okay, next, who you got? Kevin Durant, the great Durant from the Oklahoma City Thunder. Versus the aforementioned Kawhi Leonard of the Spurs. Now, this one is a little harder. Who you got? Man. Who you got? <sighs> who you got? Let's start with you. Oh, you want to toss at me? You're supposed to be the scout. You know uh, what? Who, who, who do I have? Yeah, okay. So, again, everybody, we have no coach, no system of play, and you're starting a franchise. Now, here's my question to you. Mm-hmm. Is this 
are they the same age when they're starting the franchise, or is it the current age? We're gonna say same age. I'm kind of blending this. Okay. Um. So we're just going to assume we're gonna take age out of it. So this is okay. Let me answer. So, and, and this is the thing for Kawhi. Again, we're getting into a projection. Mm-hmm. Or so we know yeah. what Durant is, right? Yes, we do. So you want question, me to answer? Yeah, knock yourself out. Kawhi. Ooh. Yeah. I'm gonna disagree. I know. Look, I, now I like Kevin Durant better as a player. <laughs> right. I would rather watch Kevin Durant, but I'm gonna go with Kawhi because of what we said before. I trust Kawhi a little more. Kevin Durant to mm-hmm. me disappears on the court. Mm-hmm. In a way that is not indicative of his talent. And it was kind of like what you talk about with Anthony Davis. Right, yeah. But certainly not as bad. Certainly not. Um, now, Kevin Durant is a former MVP. Deserved that he deserves more. Um, but my thing with him is, if he's going to be that kind of player, he needs to do more for me. Whereas if I get Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard, if I'm paying for a player... Is going to give me much more per dollar than Kevin Durant. So, you know, you ask the GM and you got a GM answer. Go ahead, Scout. Now, my thing with Durant, because, you know, I think he's the best offensive player in the game. Certainly. And note you said offensive. Right. One of the best all-time scorers, I'll say. Yes. Um, The the ease of his game, the the variety, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's the question. Here's what I'm not sure of. You said you were taking him. No, I'm talking about when I come when it comes to Kawhi. Why I'm selected? Okay, okay. Kevin Durant is. I don't know how Kawhi will respond when he has to deal with defensive attention that rivals what Kevin Durant has to see. Mm-hmm. Right. So, is Kawhi diverse enough to handle it when they decide to run a man at him, an extra man, a double team? Is he able then? to be the same player. Yeah. So that's where I'm taking Kevin Durant. And again, the offense, the, the defensive side is, is uh, I don't think that's a comparison. Kawhi is the man defensively. But I'm going to go with KD. Acknowledging also, you are right, he disappears. He does disappear. I don't understand it. It's just like I look at Oklahoma City and they lose these games and I don't, I don't get it. That's what I'm saying. But, you yeah. know, with your argument for Durant, I always think and go, yeah, he can do all of that stuff, but is it going to happen? Uh, and yeah. and there are too many times when you're like, is he on the court? And he is. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah. If, again, if you're getting Durant, then your the expectation to me is different from Kawhi Leonard. I can pay Kawhi Leonard much less and get somebody else. Okay, who will help him to not have to deal with a double team. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Now, I think Kevin Durant is a better passer, especially where he is now. He's really improved. And he's taller. Yeah, right. He's taller, but I don't think that's... um, Again, Kawhi Leonard has that wingspan and the hand size is just... But it's but Durant is a special kind of player. Yes, the ball it's handling just, at his size yeah. and the ability to get people right. off balance to beat smaller men off the dribble. Right, and that <laughs> helps. That helps the passing and everything else. He's just he has so many more natural gifts than Kawhi. Does. Right, he's a born scorer. People say, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's almost he's a savant when it comes to putting the ball in the, in the hoop. Yeah, right. That's why this is such a tough thing. But I'm going to take KD just because I'm. I tend to be mesmerized by the talent level, but yes, 
I certainly get it. And and also the final thing I'll say is KD has been in the league long enough where I don't think his weakness that what we consider to be a slight weakness, I don't think that's gonna change. I think it is who he is who he is. Exactly. Yeah, he is who he is. It's yeah. it's more like the Tracy McGrady problem when it comes to him. Well, that's harsh. I mean I love more, Ma- more I love Mac. Yeah, I love Mac, but I think uh yeah. Yeah. Yes. In, in along the same lines, right? Yes. Remember, Tracy McGrady was scaring the league for many years. Yeah. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um. So there we go with KD. I, look, I love KD. No problem. But look, we got the who you got, and I knew you were going with him anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go another KD. Who you got? KD versus LeBron. Oh boy! Now everybody get to your corners. This is a heavyweight matchup. Who you got, Scout? Kevin Durant. Yeah, that's easy. Sorry to LeBron. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's um because if we talk about any mental problems with KD, they pale in comparison. Yeah. To to the Kings. Now look, LeBron. We appreciate what you do, but it's this is even worse. What I was talking about. Uh, with Kevin Durant, what you expect, like what you expect yeah. from LeBron to me, I, I'd be pulling my hair out. Uh, he's dribbling the ball off his foot. He loses the ball. He does his crab dribble. I mean, there's all these things that would come into mind and I would really be upset. And then we won't even talk about what happens behind the scenes with him uh, on certain teams, the blame game, all of that yeah. stuff. I don't have time for that. You don't have that when it comes to Kevin Durant. Uh, now, LeBron is more physical. Um, yes. He's going to give you more weight, especially on the defensive end. Uh, but yes. I got to go with Kevin Durant. I think Kevin Durant me- mentally is much stronger. Just, hey, just go ask Dwayne Wade. Remember, everybody, with Dwayne Wade, Uh-oh. shout it to LeBron. Get your blanket head in the game. Uh, right. During what, what was that? The finals? Wasn't that the finals? That was the finals against the Dallas Mavericks when Dallas beat them the first year they were together. I can't think of the year. I don't know the year. I don't know if anyone knows the year. But yeah, that's the kind of thing I never forget and I don't want to see when it comes to a player who's vying for, for to be considered great. I, I just, yeah, that turns me off. Um, I, I think that is the antithesis of greatness. Yeah. Um, so now I think there's a huge skill gap. Yes. Kevin Durant is, is is markedly more skilled than LeBron. But like you said, LeBron's going to bring the weight to the game, phys- physicality. Um, he's a better defender when he yeah. wants to be because he also can, you know, LeBron sometimes disappears there too. But when he wants to be, he's a better defender. Um, Look, you might need a search party sometimes for LeBron to find him on the court. Yeah. You know, uh, he's a better passer, but I don't think it's uh, he's – better than Durant by the gap that people think. And I think part of that is LeBron wants to be a passer. And that's right. That's the point. He's looking for it, whereas Durant... And this is a huge problem I have with LeBron. It's that it's like he's telegraphing what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's not... He has no feel for the game to me. It's like, like Durant reacts to what's happening, okay? If this is taken away, I'm doing this. You know, they're counters. If this happens, I'll pass it. I think LeBron gets in his, his mind what he's yeah. going to do before anything happens. Well, I'm, I'm trying to get assists now, so I'm going to do this. All right, now I'm trying to score. It, 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 it's no fluidity to his game, in my opinion. So this is a no-brainer for me. I know, I know, folks. <laughs> LeBron is the number three player in history, according to ESPN. Oh, stop it. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I'm not even thinking twice about this. Kevin Durant all day, every day. Yeah. No, no disrespect to LeBron, but when you put him up against Kevin Durant, it's like, look, we got to look at some of those problems. Yeah. Those problems in his game. Now, you know, this is where you go, well, it depends on the team around him, but even then I wouldn't care. Okay, so. Uh, <laughs> but remember, last, also, yeah. remember also, we are scheme independent. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying even yeah, if you throw we that stuff in. Yeah. I need the diverse guy with the the multi the multifaceted guy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, LeBron. We really took you down, brother. Um, but the last who you got, and this one is going to the new guard here. Yeah. Uh, no, no pun intended. Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns versus D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, the rookie, babyface rookies of the Los Angeles Lakers. Who you got, Scout? Devin Booker. Okay, go ahead. I love Devin Booker. Okay, Devin Booker's a two guard, but he can handle. They they put him in in, in screen roll as well, so we can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he can shoot the ball. I love his 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 jump shot mechanics. Um, he's one of these guys that varies between the, the hybrid motion and the two motion. And can we pause here because something you, I don't think you, uh, really nailed down for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Is the, the value of the one motion? We got the value of the two motion. Oh yes, right. Because it does right. We do have to say that because there is a benefit to the one motion shot, which it allows you to shoot from distance. I believe more consistently, right? And it hence why, hence Steph Curry, you know, yes. shooting from thirty eight feet. Yes, right. Um, you, right. And your range, you're gonna have more range on your shot. You think about I me mean, if you go back and see Mark Price, Steve Kerr. Um, uh, some most of the guys we consider elite shooters, I believe. I mean, elite elite guys are one motion to hybrid guys. Um, Kyle Korver is a bit of a hybrid guy. Um, mm. you don't see that too. What about motion. Reddick, the greatest shooter in history, according to Bill Self? Reddick could be. Reddick gets up in the air. Mm-hmm. You think he's a one and a half? Yeah, I don't think he's a two motion. Um, yeah. he's squaring in the air, but he he has some. He, he has some. Of some vertic- verticality to his shot. Now, um, Booker can vary it, so you'll see him shoot out from and, and hit threes from out out to twenty eight feet. You'll see that. I mean, remember these guys, and he's nineteen years old. But I, you know, I think he's it's important in the league like this. But you know, I think it's important for um, guys coming into the league right now to have those options. I think that's a plus yes. that he can vary it. Yeah. Right versus, I mean Steph Curry, who is because the problem with the what's the what's the what's the problem with the two motion? Let's get into that. What's the problem with the two motion? Because you're leaping first, there can be some inconsistency, mm-hmm. especially when your legs you you know you get to the fourth quarter, you're tired. Right. Um. So I think the two motion shooters tend to be a little more streaky from distance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um. And because you have so many, you have moving parts there. So many things are going on. Right. But it allows you, again, more diversity in your game. So it's a trade-off. Yeah, and if, if you have both, that's the best of both worlds if you know how to use it. Uh, right. It's and almost one, like you went to tennis. It's almost like having a one-hand and a, a two-hand backhand. When you can do – right, when you can do both. Yeah. And the thing I'll say about Booker, I haven't noticed 
that he can fade on his shot yet, but I think he'll he'll eventually be able to. Mm-hmm. And again, that's looking at the foundation of his game. Um, and that's based on his uh, ability to shoot the two motion. Yes. Um, he, he can handle, like I said, he can handle the ball. He has a nice feel for the game in screen roll, knowing when to pass, when to shoot, that kind of thing. He finishes well around the basket. Now, what he is not is one of these uh, super athletes for a swing game. Mm-hmm. But I believe we may be seeing less of that. Yeah, I, I think it is less important because of the dominance of the three-point yeah. shot. Right. So, um, I mean, Steph Curry ain't no athlete either. Sorry. No, no, no. Steph Curry can shoot a one motion, and because his release is so quick, we've talked about that. It almost doesn't matter. I mean, it is lightning quick. Yeah. Um, now, D'Angelo Russell is a one motion shooter. Great feel for the game. I would say he's a better passer than Booker. Mm -hmm. It will be and will continue to be. But I just, I think Booker is a much smoother player. Um, and he'll be. He'll be the better scorer, and D'Angelo will be the better playmaker. But I, I don't think the gap is great enough to take D'Angelo over Booker. So I'm going Booker. I'm going to agree. I, I'm going to choose Booker. It's close. Yes. Um, I'm going to say what you said in a different way, and it's going back to Westbrook. Um, Devin Booker, to me, has a control to his offense. Yes. He knows what he wants to do, and he does it. It's very efficient. Yep. In movement, right? Yes. Yeah. Look, it's two dribble shot. It's I'm going to this point on the court. I'm going to shoot here. And I will turn around face up and shoot. Yeah. Because I know where I am on the court. You can see where the practice has led to what he does on the court, which is vital for a young player to see that. Right, and and like you said, you brought up Westbrook. He, he varies his speeds. You know, exactly. he doesn't have. He's never in a hurry. And D'Angelo is that way to a degree. Yeah, but he can also get into sometimes. And this goes back to Harden when you get in the guys that pick up the dribble. I think too early and try this Euro step business, and then sometimes they're overextended. Yeah. I see that with D'Angelo, um, and I don't like that. Whereas Devin Booker, and I'll bring this up where where I know. Can I finish though? Can I finish? So, uh, yeah, that's okay. <laughs> so just to, because I didn't talk about Russell, uh, Russell, like you are already saying, is a little herky-jerky. Yeah. Like if you, if you look at, he will be all over the court before he decides what to do. Right. So it's more of him exploring his options instead of knowing what he wants to do. So that's the difference to me. The major difference between Booker and Russell is that one thing. Russell to me is more like a B on the court and Devin Booker is not even flying at all. He's very clear, very, you know, it's almost like even uh, Kawhi Leonard when it's, yeah. it looks like it's being planned out. Right. So go ahead. It's, yeah. It's, and again, the reaction, the decision-making, Right. It's okay. If I come off of the screen and the, and the big guy sinks, I'll shoot the three. Mm-hmm. But if he doesn't, I'll hesitate and go around them. Maybe right. I shoot a pull up if someone else steps up. Maybe I pass. I mean, there are all of these options. He's not looking for the three, which is yeah. important for me. I know so maybe, maybe I go to the, you know, the baseline. Yeah. He's not, again, it's important for me. And mm-hmm. we talked about my reservations with Steph Curry and the style of play to not look for the three. I don't like that. And you think that Russell does that a bit too much? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so, 
again, there are options there. He's the diversity and decision making is a pleasure to watch. And also, I'll say this: what I was going to say. Um, back to that point where Harden and Russell does this as well, and you get other players that pick up their dribble too quickly. Yeah. Instead of taking that extra dribble and introducing a two-way go where I can change direction or I can make another move. Once you commit with that first step, it's over. Right? And and describe this to the people. They're on the court. What do you mean when they uh, pick up their dribble too too early? So, okay, like like James Harden, you'll see, let's say he's at the three-point line, he beats his man off the dribble. He'll get sometimes to the foul line and not take another dribble. He'll pick his dribble up and get into his two steps. And Which overextend right. those two steps. So he's already committed to something. He yes. can't change his mind. Right. Whereas if, he, yeah, if you keep your dribble beyond that free throw line, what then happens, Scout? Then you, you can back out. You can back out if you want. You can change direction. You can get around the guy that's setting up for a charge, right? Right. That you 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 open yourself up to. You still have your options. Once you pick up your dribble, you're committed. That's really the thing. And and James Harden again another. And can thing I, I just I, highlight what you said in there? Uh, by not picking up your dribble, you're also not as prone to getting a charge call. Right. And you're yeah. not looking to be bailed out by the officials, which you see also, a lot of players like that. Right. Also, it's a balance issue. Like you were saying, the footwork, uh, you know, it gets real tricky with that Euro step when they're doing that. Right. Yeah. But that's a place for it. But I just don't like when guys overextend like they're doing a, a one-legged squat. <laughs> right. and they, like you'll see James Harden go in and run into someone and fall down. It's just, I'm not, I don't like that. Take another dribble. And Kobe Bryant was masterful at this. He's yeah, and one of the guys that I- really revealed yeah, and so much so that people like he's traveling. Uh, no. Yeah, right. He would always take another dribble if necessary, or no win. He never overextended because you need the options. And I just think Devin Booker. I, I love watching him. It'll be fun to see him develop. And D'Angelo Russell too. I'm just not as enamored with him as I am with. Well, so who you got? It doesn't mean that Russell won't turn won't turn into one of the movers and, and shakers in the league. Certainly right. not. And also, I think Russell is um, more of a player for now. So you think, are you foreseeing in the future a change coming and he won't fare as well? Not necessarily, but I think he's for today's... I could see Booker's game translating to multiple sets of rules. Right, and we are talking about we have no uh, system of play in place. Right. So choosing Booker makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little rookie action there for you. Hey, folks, if you haven't seen Devin Booker because he plays for the woeful Phoenix Suns, <laughs> just give it a look. I think you'll like what you see. Um, Dwayne Wade sure did. He had a few quotes about Devin Booker, so he was impressed. So, um, yeah, just a little a little light fare there for you. Right? <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, we're going to continue doing this uh, periodically. Uh, so I had a lot of fun with these matchups. Any final words for the folks, Scout? Nope. Just enjoy the games. We're winding down. We're coming down the stretch here. We'll see if uh, Golden State can catch the Bulls and and break that record. And also, we'll see if anyone can upend them going forward. Yeah, that's what I'm... It'll be interesting. It it will be interesting. We will see. Stay tuned, everybody. Uh, Check us out. Don't forget at DailyDynamic.com. We'll keep bringing you these interesting episodes. Who knows what the scout's going to come up with next. And we'll check you next week. Listen to Connoisseurs of Sport every Monday at DailyDynamic.com.